the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Total Financial Hour, featuring Arif Halaby, president of Total Financial Solutions, designing higher income strategies with a conservative approach. Protecting your principal and your earnings while getting you reasonable gains and reliable income, making you confident of your retirement income planning. Arif Halaby has your answer. The Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Pallaby here every week at this time. Talk about your family's finances, helping you manage money, plan for a safer retirement. Uh, Really be careful when you're looking at uh, the retirement years. And here's a lot of reasons why. We are seeing more and more folks that are gearing up for retirement, uh, looking at uh, making choices, creating options between living the kind of retirement that they want, passing on income or... um, uh, security to their spouse after they pass away, or even leaving behind them, if you will, uh, a legacy financially for their children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren. And there are ways to cover, if you will, nearly, if you will, have it all, right? Have you heard that story before? You could have it all. Well, there is a way to at least get pretty dang close. Uh, but I want to give you a couple of cautious notes here before we get started too much. Number one, Uh, I need you to check your advisor out. I know that I got a call from a lady this week. She's going to go meet with somebody. Uh, Her concern is, or at least her thoughts are, uh, hey, how do I know if this person is trustworthy? I want you to go to the Department of Insurance website, type in his name, and I want you to see what kind of what's called enforcement action, stuff that that actually uh, will tell you if, and the person that they were speaking about, I did it, we found that there's a lot of problems. Uh, that you're going to want to be careful about, right? Make sure you find out if these people that you're working with have forged documents, been suspended for years. In some cases, this particular gentleman was suspended for five years from dealing with seniors for forging documents. How is how is he not one in jail? Okay, fine. Maybe there's not enough proof or whatever. How do you still have a license? That's what drives me crazy. And then to go on radio and to be one of the critics and fighting against other people is just insane to me. Uh, I get it. Maybe you turned a leaf. Maybe you've become an advocate and you've changed from being a, uh, a person who was trying to make a few dollars to, to being a, a, the good, one of the good guys. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I'm good with that. But I think you still lost your right to be a financial professional. Maybe you now are just an author of books and not an author of books and a financial person. Or maybe you are just a financial guy or gal whose job it is, is to, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe just be kind of on the outside. Maybe you have to go back and, and do something different, learn a trade, plumbing and electrical. Those guys pay, get paid lots of money. But I think you lost your, you lost your privilege, man, to deal with people's finances. Forging dates, you need to know better. Anyway, I hope she's listening. I hope she's going to keep herself safe. Be very careful. Check your advisor out. Department of Insurance. You can go to California Department of Insurance. Type that into your search engine and see what... All right. Hey, if you plan on retiring this year, 2018, now is the time to start planning. Well, actually, last year was the time to start planning on some of the key basics. And here's why. I want you to understand that to to leave memories versus money. Now, you're going to have a choice. If you want to leave money to your children or you want to leave memories for your children, a lot of people think they can only have one or the other or memories for their spouse or money for their spouse. I think you can have both. With the proper planning, the proper preparation, you can walk through this process with the right team in place, meaning I need you to have your financial advisor, maybe your insurance professional, maybe a CPA or an attorney or you know, state planning attorney. We'll get into those details in a minute. But you need to have all three, four, five, six of them working on the same page. Because here's what happens. If you are planning to do something, think of it uh, like a... Oh, uh, like a solid 
uh, piece of, of wood. You're going to push on one side. It's, something's going to come out the other side or come off the side. So you can't just make movements or make a change where you say, oh, I want to increase my income to be able to live in retirement. Great. What does that do to your taxes? Check with your CPA. Oh, what does that do to, to draining my retirement income so that now my spouse can't live if I pass away? Or I can't live if my spouse passes away. Well, I guess we can't drain the money as quick, right? So there's going to be pushes and pulls that take place. And I think you need to understand that life insurance can help. Retirement planning can help. Proper allocations of, of the amount of money you want at risk, those things can help. Figure out what your income needs are. And then if I were you, I want you to plan on 75% of that. Now, here's what I mean. 75% is a pretty good number if you're going to retire after, pay, after age 65. 70% if it's before age 65. Here's what I mean by that. Let's say your retirement income is $10,000 a month. Plan on $7,500. do not sit there with, with uh, huge amounts of dollars that you think are coming in that are always going to stay. Now, why? Number one, inflation. The, the government keeps changing the baskets of goods. So, so here's what happens. They go through in L.A. County and they say, well, let's, gonna, let's take a gallon of milk, uh, a, a gallon of gasoline, uh, a pound of potatoes, and they go through this whole uh, formula. And they say, what's the price of it a year ago? What's the price of it today? Oh, did it go up or did it go down? The problem is some of those things could have independent reasons for going up. Now, in the government regulator world, and the financial experts, I put quotes around that, their job is to say, hey, we have accounted for that. Don't you worry. Because inflation is one point, whatever, 9%. And you say, really? Because it looks like my electric bill is more. And it looks like the Department of Water and Power and Southern California Edison keeps charging more. Even though today, Edison has more rooftops with electricity where they do virtually nothing Nothing to generate that electricity. And yet, you're still looking at Edison raising rates. Water and power does nothing to come to your house. They don't sweep off the panels. They don't double check the connections. They don't go out there and say, we need another panel because the, uh, the tree that was here is down. Or it fell down. We took it down. So there's more sun on your roof. So let's put another panel. Let's be more efficient. They don't do that. Instead, they say, we have this huge infrastructure of of uh, wages, pension benefits, health benefits, infrastructure of take-home cars, pickup trucks, a massive amounts of benefits for people, wages. So there's now 10% fewer of them paying utilities, 10% fewer of you paying utility costs. So they're just going to have to take the cost and spread it out. Instead of saying, hey, we need to cut back, we need to lay off, we need to just not, forget laying off, let's just not hire somebody else when this person retires because we have 10 people doing a job that six people can do. Oh wait, that's Caltrans. No, you couldn't do that because then you don't have union wages being paid and then you don't have uh, people, oh, I don't know, paying into the pension plan, which is suffering in every one of these scenarios. So how do you create an opportunity to keep yourself stable in retirement? I think they're going to have to inflate the currency. That's just my opinion. I don't know. has to happen. Look, 1976, my parents bought a house, house payment, taxes, property insurance, everything was like $450 a month. Try to get a luxury car for $450 a month. And now today, that same house might be what? $2,000, $2,500 a month? How, how are you going to do that? Well, it isn't that the house changed. The land is the same square footage. The house is the same square footage. What they've done instead is they inflate the currency. So when you think your Social Security income, when you think your pension income is supposed to keep up with inflation, my plan is, look, I think you should plan on 75% of that. You're going to retire at 65 years or older, 75% of what you expect as the guaranteed income sources from pensions and Social Securities. If you can live on that, then great. Keep going. Now you can retire. But look at other retirement income sources. I like you having money in safe places. You want to ride this 20 or 30% ride in the stock market? Great. Great. Just be prepared. Look, somebody the other day said, Arif, you know, 
the market is up. My account is up 25% in the last 12 months. I said, great, did you sell? They said, no, why would I sell? I said, because your account is up 25% in the last 12 months. They said, well, 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 my advisor says I've made 25%. I said, but what do they say when you lose money? Uh, what do you mean? I said, what do they say when your account is down 20%? They said, well, it's just a paper loss. I said, well, is he telling you that you just made money on paper? It's not real money? It's not real gains? Because when you lose money, your advisor will tell you, you only lose money when you sell. It's a paper loss. So just, you're in it for the long haul. Just stay with it. And then over here, the market is up. And you say, hey, listen, I've actually made money in, in my account. I go, wonderful. Have you sold? Now, do you understand the logic? Right? Do you understand the logic? Where I'm going is, if you don't make money, sorry, if you don't lose money until you sell when the market goes down, how can you logically make money if you haven't sold when the market is up? So, look, I'm okay if you're saying, I've just made lots of money. Uh, good, I'm good with that. But did you sell? Because the old adage is, buy low, sell high, isn't buy low and sell at the top. You notice, buy at the bottom, sell at the top. Buy at the least expensive, sell it the most. Now, how about take some profits along the way? Consider yourself in Las Vegas because you have as much to do with the market going up as you do as 21 showing up on your cards. You have much to do with the market going up as you did with your home price going up when your home value went up. I'm not saying good job for buying on that part of town or buying the one-story house instead of the two-story house knowing that that might become in more demand. Great, you had some some input, of course. But keep yourself in play when you go through and you say, how do I create multiple sources of income in retirement? So that no matter what happens, I am not going to worry about the 75%. My 75% rule says this, life insurance is not about the money, it's about the memories. And I go, what? What does that have to do with one thing or the other? Very simple because I don't want you to worry about spending your other monies. So many of you think you have to leave money for your surviving spouse or your children or your church or your charity or your grandchildren. Use life insurance as that catalyst. It's tax-free anyway when it goes to them. Why leave them your retirement accounts that's 100% taxable where they're going to get half of it anyway by the time they pay taxes, etc.? Why not give them a hundred percent of the money, you can leverage the daylights out of it, right? A hundred dollars buys a hundred thousand, for example, per month, right? I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Pretty good numbers there. It's about your family making memories for the future. You see, because if you have a choice between living today or living in the future making memories now, what happens if this happens? You see, everybody makes memories. Some make good memories, some make bad. Life insurance can give your family the best option, the best chance possible to make good memories, even after you have passed away. Look, if you don't have a chance at a life with good, with good memories before, when the main income uh, earner passes away, well, you're, you're losing before you even start out of the gate. You can't expect Wall Street to, ta- to take care of you. They're just not going to do it. When you set aside a few dollars each and every week, you allow yourself the rest of your life money to be set aside that when you go and you retire for today and for tomorrow, life insurance can give you the peace of mind you need simple enough. Maybe with some instructions through a living trust. Maybe with the ability to say, hey, along this way, I know my spouse never wanted to do anything with money. They didn't care. That's my department. This is her department, right? You hear that a lot. This is her department. This is my department. What if you were to have an opportunity to go through and say, all right, honey, I know for the last 42 years, we've we've never talked about money too much, about our retirement, about our income, (sighs) but we're going to have to. We're going to have to sit down. I'm going to have to tell you who they are. Here's a list of people to contact. Here's where the accounts are. Here's what you, look, we deal with with widows, I can't tell you how often. It seems like almost every week, a new widow comes into our office. Sometimes they've been widows for a long time. One uh, recently, she's 58, going to be 59 next month. Her husband passed away when she was 54. What's the average age of a widow? 54. 
Incredible, huh? Married 30 years. 30 years. And she said, you know, my husband handled the money the entire time. I was a teenager when we met. We fell in love. He had to get a job before he, we could get married. They ended up working in the, in the studio industry, in the, in the movie industry. It's kind of nice. Behind the scenes. Made lots of money together. Saved money. She handled the kids. She handled the house. He handled the money. And then one day he was gone. She had an account. We ended up saving her. You ready for this? We ended up saving her nearly $800 a month in fees. She said, Arif, I have an account. It's $45 a year. That's what she said. I pay $45 a year. Jackson. $45 a year. I said, that kind of sounds funny. Are you sure about that? She goes, oh yeah. And I get a guarantee of 7% interest. said, huh? Now, if you've ever heard me speak in a group setting, I say it doesn't exist. And then I'll say things like, well, yeah, Arif, but you don't understand. One of my advisors is a great guy. Great, 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 great. Yeah. But uh, I go, doesn't exist. Well, I know, but you don't understand. It's $45 a year. I get a guarantee. Not true. Now, I'm not saying it's not right for you. You have to make that decision. What I'm saying is, let's just know the facts. You've got to call the companies. You've got to ask yourself. Are these types of accounts right for you? If they are, great. But I can promise you this. If somebody thinks that they're paying $35 or $45 a year and that $45 a year account is giving them 6% a year, by the time they find out the truth, the fees, all the the total cost, mm, probably not the right account for them. Just a guess. Because why would somebody be so ashamed to not tell you this whole story? Look, we had a lady, um, husband had pancreatic cancer. I don't know if you know about pancreatic cancer. It's not a fun cancer to get, as if any of them are. But very little survival rate. And in his case, he was 49 years old, and he had passed away within a year. I think he knew he was going to pass away. He'd come to my office without his wife knowing, I guess. After, of course, we found out, we, we started talking. We started trying to put stuff together. And then he, he showed up one day without her, and, and we went through this process. And he said, Arif, um, she really has no clue about money. She's raising our four children. A couple of them are in, in uh, the acting industry. She's busy. She's a mom, uh, back and forth to, to practice and training and auditions and soccer and you know, baseball and hockey and all the crazy stuff that all the kids were involved in. So she didn't have a whole lot of time for the money. That was my job. And he said, Arif, uh, it doesn't look good. It looks like I'm going to probably pass away. I said, oh, no, no, I think you're going to make it. You know, what am I going to say? He says, no, Arif, I'm telling you. So at 49 years old, between his life insurance, his retirement accounts, they had just about 800000 if I remember right, right around 800000 Close to a million when you add the equity in the house. But in liquid assets, it was over 800. We look at it and we say, wait a second. If, all, if she had all that money, by the time you do the math and cutbacks a little bit, right? She was going to work part-time because the kids were getting a little older. They could easily make it for the rest of their life. It took her about two years and she blew through every last penny. Every last penny. Not because she wasn't given, I don't know, the right advice along the way between your lawyers and financial planners, us, everybody, all three, four, five of us. Not because of that, but because of something very simple. She had no clue how money worked. Now, I don't mean, oh, swipe a card, it works, a dollar plus one dollar, you know, two dollars. I don't mean that. She had no clue how how the, the dollars that you leave behind are a machine. It's supposed to go out. You know, the goose that laid the golden egg, right? You don't kill the goose and have an amazing dinner tonight and starve tomorrow. You eat eggs every day until you can t- get a couple extra and then you sell one. And then you buy something else and then, and then eventually build your worth, your net worth. Instead, she thought that she could take, and so she did. So now what do you do after he's passed away? So I need you to understand, retirement planning is much more than just 
closing your eyes and opening them up when you're 62 or 60 or 68 years old and saying, and now I begin to live. No, no, no. Life insurance allows for one of you, in case one of you pass away along the way, to continue. Because you always say this. You say, well, Eric, you don't understand. These are my children. I said, whose children are these? These are my children. I said, so why don't you just go get money from your friends and family? No, of course, I'm working. So whose kids are they when you die? They go, well, they're my kids. What do you mean? Well, you expect your wife to have a car wash to bury you. Or you expect some GoFundMe page to put your kids in college. Really? Just go do it now, man. Go get a GoFundMe page for a new car. Go get a go go, go get a car wash to pay your electric bill. If I'm too proud of that. Well, dang it. What's going to change when you die? You're the one that tells me that they're your children, not me. If they're your kids, they're your kids. If they're your family, if it's your wife and you're supposed to take care of her now, why does that change when you pass away? Good luck, sweetie. See you on the other side. You know, fist bump, high five, and do some you know, end zone touchdown dance, and then what? You go to the... Come on. Now, most of you are going to probably make it to retirement. That's the good news. That's the healthy news on a wonderful Sunday morning. But retirement planning is about making memories. If you have life insurance to protect you along the way, it gives you a chance to spend your money. It gives you a chance to live. So many times, look, a guy named Tom Hania, great book, you should buy it. Paychecks to Playchecks. He's not even paying me, I'm telling you. Love the book. I had him on my other radio show. Um, Brilliant guy. Book is simple, clean, easy. Paychecks to Playchecks, Tom Hania. Why do I like it? Because he says this. He says, it's nice that you have enough money to pay for your paychecks, your food, shelter, clothing. What are you going to do for play? Right. When, when you go to work every day, you, you, you save up for a two-week vacation and go. Two-week vacation. And you're done. Back to work. But you understand people spend more money on a Saturday than any other day of the week. Because if Saturday is the day that you spend the most amount of money, why is it so interesting to me that when people retire, they think they now have a whole lifetime of Saturdays? Meaning they spend more money every single day. Because if you don't have friends and family and something to do and a purpose, you fill the void by buying things. All of us have been there, right? If you're a car guy, you buy cars. If you're a computer guy, you buy computers. If you're a lady that loves to knit, I have a family member who has an entire room full of uh, quilting, knitting, you name it. I don't even understand it. I don't even know why. You, you can't do You can Look, you can make football uniforms with the amount of fabric in that room. For the entire San Diego, or what is it now? LA Chargers. I like the Rams better, but that's just me. So think about this for a minute. What are you going to do to create memories for you and your wife and, and your children while you're in retirement? This is what it's all about. We're going to come back at the second half of the hour when we do. We're going to uh, get into the, the, the purpose, the place, how to use retirement planning and some things to watch out for. But I want to finish up with a couple of things here before we go. Number one, make sure you have a retirement budget. You got to understand this. If you have a budget for retirement, how much you're going to spend, what your food, shelter, clothing is. But remember this, you would never go to your boss when he, took, when he gave you a 30% pay cut, right? How many of you go to work every day, you get a 30% pay cut? And you go home and you say, well, honey, this month we got a 30% pay cut. So we're going to talk to the property tax people, uh, the electric bill. We're going to say, hey, I know we use the same electricity, but I want a 30% reduction. You don't do that. Why? Because what you do is you say that your food, shelter, clothing comes from your paycheck, but your retirement accounts, they can go up and down, no problem. But when later on in life, your food, shelter, clothing comes from your retirement accounts, you can't afford a 20 or 30% decline, can you? If you're living on 75% of it, then fine, take a little bit of risk somewhere. But the other option is to have some or part of your money in a safe place, protected from market declines. Getting reasonable rates of return, I don't know, three, four, five, six, something like that, fine. Maybe a little more per year, maybe zero some years. But stay away from these accounts with hidden fees, number one. Number two, stay away from advisors who've been, a, who've been busted, folks. 
I'm telling you this. Check the Department of Insurance website. You have to, especially if you're going to go meet with them. Look at the enforcement action. It's called enforcement action. It'll tell you if he's been in trouble and, and the particular person I'm, I'm thinking about has been in big trouble, busted for five years, suspended from dealing with seniors. Why? Because he couldn't be trusted because he forged names, dates, documents. I don't know why they let him still, I don't know, I don't know why they do. They let him still operate. It's not my thing. But you have to do your due diligence. You have to make sure, okay? So he's not, I'm not saying a mistake. Guys and gals, we all make mistakes. Line starts behind me. I'm talking about purposeful, painful stuff. All right? Be careful. Hey, when we come back, we're going to get into some things to do before you retire, checking into your accounts, and more importantly, retirement account, and how to watch out from Wall Street, putting their hand in your pocket, where you worked hard to provide for your retirement, and right behind the scenes, your broker is saying, thank you, my retirement account is doing just fine. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm Eric Hallaby. You're welcoming, uh, we welcome you to the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. We'll be back after this. We're back. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. Welcome to the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. I'm Eric Hallaby. You, have, uh, yeah, you can always give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. That number now works all the time, 24-7, uh, is directed to our office when we are off the air. Uh, and uh, when we are on the air, you get, get a chance to come right on and talk to us if you have a question. Question about your financial life. That's what we're here for. Uh, for a lot of people, they don't realize that they have been working their whole life for retirement just to make sure that their advisor and their Wall Street team can retire. You know, I always say, look, you've worked your entire life. You've made money, right? Done well, whether it's 20000 a year, 20000 a month, 20000 a week. I don't know, but you've worked very hard. For most people, you're saving something, a dollar, $10, but meanwhile, you go to the grocery store, the dry cleaner, your favorite restaurant, your favorite coffee shop, all, you're spending the money that you have earned so that other people can have a financial life. They can retire. They can travel. Their kids can go to college. Who's working for you? That's why saving in your own retirement account and in your own accounts are very important because somebody has to work for you. It's not right that just you are the one that, that go to work for yourself and making everybody else wealthy and you wake up at age 60 and you say, well, I have $42,000 in my retirement account and, and I spend 50000 a year. How are you going to retire? You're not. So you have to buckle down and you have to save. But remember this. When we talk about making memories for retirement, it's not just about some magical or made-up number. Most people have to save for retirement because they think it's a finish line. They think once they save this number and it's done. Between inflation and expenses, taxes, who knows what's going to happen with uh, income taxes, With especially if you're going to stay in the state of California, folks. Every other week, they're trying to find something else to tax. They are so upside down. They're chasing away business. People are trying to find the state. Instead of looking in the mirror and saying, maybe we should cut expenses, they say, where else can we fee? Where else can we tax? Amazing to me, the state of California has 5,700 people that paid nearly 20% of the state income tax. Okay, do you understand what I just said? 33 million Americans, 5,700 of them pay one out of every $5 in income tax. And then you get mad when these are the people that pull the strings, pull the strings, of your, your politicians. Uh, h- hello? You might, oh, Eric, but you don't understand. I pay sales tax. I pay property tax. I pay car registration fees. So what? They've blown that money before you even got it. They spent it yesterday. And you're writing the check tomorrow. The income tax comes in every two weeks. Every two weeks. And 5,700 of them get to make the decisions for the 33 million. Well, if that's not the way our democracy works, uh, hello, hi, wake up. Good morning. 5,700 people, folks, 
You better save for yourself and you better look in the mirror and say, how in the daylights am I going to do this? Because no matter what happens at the end of the day, your family has to count on you. Your spouse has to count on you. You want to count on you. Have you seen any of the government-funded nursing facilities? Look, they're not horrible places like, you know, the Gulag or some third-world country. But they're certainly not the same as staying in your own home. Right? As long as you can. Retirement is about the memories you create for you, your loved ones, more than just the struggle or even a pile of money. Look, retirement is about not just a moment in time, the finish line, but imagine for a minute a minute you can retire when the market is at all-time highs, uh, right about now, or nearly every week in the last year. All-time highs. Retire. You settle in. You think this is your lifestyle. You, you, you do some f- phony number that Wall Street says, your broker. You can pull out 5.5% a year. You go, oh, great. Or you listen to those silly variable annuity claims that say, you're going to pay $45 for 66.5% return. Oh, okay. Not true. Doesn't exist. And now watch. You start pulling out money and watch what happens to your account drops right through the floor. You start to lose money. Why? Because when the market goes backwards and you're used to spending at all-time highs, you now have to take out more money. Now, you don't spend percentages at the grocery store. You don't spend... um, What's a good number? You don't just spend $1,000. That's a lot of money for a month at grocery store. But because you're not spending percentages and you're not spending... uh, average rates of return, you're spending dollars. You're not spending shares of mutual funds or stocks or bonds. You're spending dollars. So if you spend $1,000 this month and you had to sell 500 shares, but today those shares are worth less in value because the market is down, but you're still spending $1,000, now you have to spend 600 shares. Those extra 100 Pieces, shares are gone, gone forever, never going to earn any more interest, never going to pay a dividend, they're gone. But you've created a lifestyle, whether you bought the RV or the vacation home, or you're used to living and traveling, or you have hired help, whatever it is, you have created a lifestyle based on all-time highs of the market. Now you know why I'm telling you, spend 75%, count on 75%, or put some of your money in a safe place. So that if the market goes backwards, it isn't going to ruin you financially. Because you cannot take food, shelter, clothing and say, well, this month the market is down 6%. My portfolio is up 4%. My po-. You don't spend food, shelter, clothing, insurance, your expenses, based on what the market's doing, right? You don't do that. But you're going to be stuck doing that when your life comes from there. Imagine for a minute when you retire at all-time highs and you have something very important. Your broker says, you can quit working. The numbers work. All right. And he based this on some unexpected or or, uh, realistic, unrealistic rate of return, whatever their formula says. Six months or a year later, the market starts to drop. And who loses money? Now, listen, your broker doesn't say it drops. No, no. Watch the the Fox Business or CNBC. You can watch any of these shows. What do they say? Uh, The market is correcting. Correcting. Oh. I guess correcting is good. What's that mean? Market's correcting. I like correct. Better than incorrect. The market is correcting. And you go, well, uh, if it's correcting, why am I losing money? You want to gamble with a piece of it, go for it. You want to go to the, the Indian casinos or Vegas or, or Laughlin and you want to play the game? Play. My gosh, that's, if that's part of your fun and you say, I can spend this much money this month, enjoy it. I'm not saying don't. What I'm saying is you would never take your property tax bill. You would never take your house mortgage. You would never take next month's food bill and put it on red. Why are you doing it in the Wall Street casino? Your broker is never going to give you your money back when the market goes backwards. Did you know that? When the market corrects and goes backwards, your broker still charges a fee. Wall Street doesn't lose anything. Now, you might say, well, Eric, their fee is less. Oh, how mighty nice of them. How noble. How, how pleasant that your broker is willing to make 
make less money when you lost money. I love it. They say, well, Eric, we, we suffer the losses with the client. No, no, no. You just make less money. And when I asked I ask a broker the other day, I said, because we were talking about a client's account. I said, okay, so tell me the difference. So what do you guys do? I, I don't understand. You know, I used to be a, a big-time broker in my little world, right? Used to do well. I liked it. Traded. Market went straight up from 96 to 2000. We couldn't do anything wrong. March of 2000, the market started to drop. I took credit when it went up. Now, why? Well, because, you know, we selected this mutual fund. We talked about the client with this uh, risk portfolio, right? We put together a plan, if you will, or whatever it was, a portfolio, and it went up, and I went, "Ah, look at at what I did for you. See what I did? And we made money. The client was happy. They patted me on the back. You're the best, Arif. I go, oh, well, yes, of course I know. (laughs) I know. And then when it went down, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. The clients are not happy. So what do you mean? Well, because if I took credit when the market went up, what do you have to take when it goes down? Yeah, that's right, the blame. If you're going to allow your broker to take credit for their proprietary management portfolio style of serious uh, group allocation, and you say, wow, that sounds pretty, look at the pie charts. Look at the graphs. Look at, this is amazing. This person knows what they're doing because I tuned out about 15 minutes ago, but man, these pictures are amazing. And you say, all right, no problem. And then when you lose money, if the market goes backwards, then you better go back to that same broker and said, hey, wait a second. You better take the blame for this because you were taking credit last year when the market went up. What I'm saying is if you're at record numbers, all-time highs, you have to ask your broker, shouldn't I be taking some of this, half, two-thirds. I don't know. You decide the number. Remember the rule of 100? Rule of 100 is very simple. You take your age minus 100. From the age of 18, I've been investing in the market. I learned the rule of 100 way back then, 30 plus years ago, 31, 32 years ago. And what I learned was this. You take your age minus 100, and that's the amount of risk that you have. Okay, simple enough. So if you're 60 years old, minus 100, you should have 40% of your money at risk. That, was, that, that has been the number for decades until recently when brokers are seeing that baby boomers are getting to 60, 65, 70, and they're saying, um, you know, our, when clients have money that's safe, when they have money that's not in the market, uh, we don't get to charge a fee. Did you know that? Your brokers can't charge a fee. If your money's in the money market or cash or safe or in a fixed annuity, do you realize they cannot charge you a fee? Monthly fee, quarterly fee, annual fee. Your money has to be at risk for them to pay their electric bill. Hello? So they made some changes. Just recently, I started hearing, well, uh, it's called the rule of 110. I said, what is the rule of 110? I've never heard of that before. 21 years in the financial world. And 30 plus as a as an investor, they said, well, the rule of 110 is, and they go through to describe it, because they want 10% more of your money to be at risk, because that's the only numbers that they can fee. Now, they might say, well, because people are living longer. We just get guaranteed sources, get guaranteed income sources. Folks, you're the financial planner. Build it correctly. Your broker isn't going to give you your money back that they took in fees when the market was up or when the market is in down. Wall Street does something very important. They never lose. They just don't. When you go to Vegas and you think you've got an edge, it's a fun place, great place to, but understand they have a big building and you have a little house for a reason. Not because it's fair, not because sometimes they're going to lose and sometimes you're going to win. It's because they built a system. Your broker will use words like this. Relax, it's only temporary. Hey, it's only temporary. You said, but you don't understand. I got to eat dinner between now and the time it comes back. Oh, but just relax. Look, don't worry. Everybody loses money sometimes. You say, well, that's supposed to make me feel better. How am I going to put gas in my car? Oh, Eric, you're being so dramatic. Oh, yes, I am. Why? 
Because if you had money at the top of 2000 and you retired somewhere in the, in the end of 1999 or the beginning of 2000, if you retired then, it would have taken you seven plus years, seven years if you never spent a penny out of your retirement account, seven years just to get back to where you were. If you started spending money, I don't know, 10 years or never. Well, that's okay. Because in 2008, it happened again. And in 2008, had you retired in 2006 or seven because you were a real estate genius, right? A lot of people were. Real estate geniuses. Can't, can't imagine uh, the look on the, the gentleman's face who came to my office. He had 19 doors. Now, for those of you in the real estate world, you know that a duplex is two doors, a fourplex is four doors, a single family residence is one door, right? How many units, if you will? He had 19 of them. Lost all of them. 100% of them, him and his wife, had to start over, go back to their regular jobs. One worked at a grocery store and one worked as a waiter. They could have done it, but they never sold. They just kept doubling down, doubling down because they could never lose. At one point, they had nearly half a million dollars in equity. They made up this thing. Well, I'll tell you what, Arif, when we get to a million dollars in equity, we're going to sell. That was their idea. All right, fine. I don't know, make up a number. It could be $800,264.84. A million means nothing to the, to the market. Your portfolio, you pick a number, it means nothing to the market. You have to see where, you know, can I afford to lose more? And I love this part. This is about the memories. If you have to go back to work at age 72 or 78, and we see this, you guys, I had this recently with a, a widow. She came into the office. She was about six years younger than her spouse, and he passed away in his early 80s. And she was now 78. She's been a client for a long time. And when we sat down, we had to go through a few things. And one of those was, you just don't have enough money to live the way you want. You, you can move. She said, I have one daughter here and one daughter in a different state. I said, well, in the other state, you could probably live for less money. She said, but I don't want to live. I don't want to leave. This is where my church is. My church home of all these years, the people that supported me when my husband passed away. This is where I raised my children. This is where my doctors are. I said, well, then you have to go back to work. So she's out working, making just over minimum wage so that she can have some semblance of a, of a lifestyle. Not extravagant, you guys. Not extravagant, but a lifestyle. You th that's the legacy you want to leave? Do you think that's the legacy that you think is normal? When you have very little time left to make the money back, start putting some or part of it safe. 888-99-RETIRE. That's our number, 888-99-RETIRE. You can get a hold of us. Uh, you have a question, we can answer it right here on the air. A lot of you are calling afterwards. I appreciate that. Uh, in our office, you're going to get a hold of somebody named Laurel. Laurel is our amazing uh, receptionist. She handles my schedule. We have a great team, seven folks that work for our firm, wonderful folks that, whose job it is is to serve you, whose job it is is to make sure that you understand what we can do and what we can't do. We're not miracle workers. We're never going to make you rich. Ooh. What? A financial guy? What do you mean you're never going to make... Yeah, we are never going to make you rich. But we are going to keep you from being broke. We're going to get reasonable gains, reasonable rates of return. And if your financial advisor is ever telling you they're going to make you rich, ask them one question. Why didn't you do it for yourself first? Why are you still here? Why are you still working? Well, I love people. I love God. I love puppy dogs. And well, well because let's back up. Because you can't make anybody rich. You can make them a lot of money and lose them a lot of money. One of the things that's pretty important when we had a conversation with a broker recently is I sat down and said, hey, listen, part of uh, the important part of this is I want you to be good at something. And the, the broker says, well, I am licensed and I am good at stocks and bonds and mutual funds and commodities. Arif, I am licensed for life insurance and annuities. I'm licensed for everything. I said, well, look, we, we focus on safety. We focus on fixed indexed annuities, fixed annuities, 
life insurance. Our job is protection of principal. That's kind of our direction. Reasonable gains and no fees. That's it. Companies pay us from their profits. We're not angels. We're not a nonprofit. But the companies are going to make money. And when they do, they pay us from their profit. That's how they survive. And they give you your money. 100% of your money is working for you. Not, we don't take any piece of it. Not like a stock bond mutual fund type trader. That's not, we, we have a different business model. Now, why it matters is because when I sat down and spoke to the, to the broker, I said, so what are you good at? And he went through this whole litany of things and cited a credential, a bunch of licenses. I'm like, gosh, that's amazing. What a, wow, that's wonderful. And then I said, so what are you great at? So what do you mean? I said, we just said that you're good at all these things and that's nice. But what are you great at? What do you specialize in? Because nobody can be good at everything and great at everything. You have to be great at one thing, right? My plumber that comes over to fix the leak, the, uh, the leaks and unplug the drain isn't the same guy that's my roofer. Right? When, I, when I go and took my son recently to, who broke his foot, we took him to a podiatrist. We didn't take him to a cardiologist. They're both called doctor. They're both financial professionals. One financial professional says, hey, during your working years when you can take lots of risk based on the rule of 100, I'm your guy. I'm your gal. Wonderful. You, you go there. When you say, hey, Arif, I'm in my 50s and 60s, 70s, getting closer to retirement or I'm in retirement and I want to protect the money that that, that guy helped me earn over the years, I want to go safe. Great. That's a, then we're your person. We're your guy. We're your firm for that. Total Financial Solutions is about one thing, protecting your principal, reasonable gains. It matters because when I asked this gentleman, I said, so what are you great at? And he said, well, well, we're great at everything. I said, well, back up. You can't be great at everything. You can be good at a lot of things, but you can't be great at everything. So tell me where it is that you're great. And he said something pretty, pretty profound. And he said this. He said, Arif, we are great at making our clients money. I said, fantastic. We are great at keeping them from being broke and keeping their money safe. So he just asked the client, do you need to make more money? They said, well, you know, I'm pretty good. I think I can live pretty comfortably with what I have if I get reasonable gains. I said, wonderful. Then their job is done. Now it's our turn. When you're 70 years old and the doctors that you go to when you're 70 years old are not the same doctors that you go to when you are seven years old, right? You have a pediatric doctor. Their job is to help with pediatric injuries and and illnesses. When you go to a doctor when you're 70, we have different diseases, different issues, different medical conditions. So keep in mind, just because somebody's taken you so far, it doesn't mean their specialization continues. It means they've taken you as far as they could. Our goal is to have good memories begin through retirement without the anxiety, without worry, and without having to live on this fear of every day the market is going to come back. Any minute now I can feel it. When this next tax bill passes, when this next president is elected, the next congressman, when there's a point in time when you say, I have to protect what I've earned. Some of it, half of it, all of it, I don't know, you decide. Your health costs are not going to go down as you get older. I don't know if you know about that, uh, but that's surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Right? This wonderful Obamacare, my health insurance went from $847 a month. Ready for this? $2,800 a month. $847, 2800000 $2,800. All you had to do is keep my eight hundred and say, Eric, go find a charity that you're going to give $2,000 a month to. Fine, I'll do that. Go fix two, fix two or three or four other guys that I want to go out and, and uh, give them the, the $2,000. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind doing that. But instead, it goes to the government and what uh, less than half of it comes back down to help the people they're trying to help. You think that's going to change? You think this world of giving people something for nothing is going to change? I don't know. But your world is going to be really focused on keeping yourself protected. We want to keep some of the safety The same broker who was quick to take your money as fees when the market went up may not be the same who is the specialist when the market goes down. You know, go back in time. Take a look back. And ask yourself this. 
when I had memories of uncertainty and fear, at those moments in time, when things were tough, maybe when you didn't have enough food or money or you weren't sure how you were going to pay your bills, that's the past. Is that what you for your retirement life? Or would you prefer certainty, guarantees, comfort, stability? You have to ask yourself. 99-RETIRE. 888-99-RETIRE. Remember, I told you that number works all the time. It does. 888-99-RETIRE. The total financial hour. That's who we are. I'm Eric Hallaby. I'm your host. Thanks for joining us this hour of the program. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. You can go to tfswealth.com. TFS stands for Total Financial Solutions. TFSWealth.com. Or give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us. I'm Eric Hallaby on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour, featuring Arif Halaby, president of Total Financial Solutions, designing higher income strategies with a conservative approach. Protecting your principal and your earnings while getting you reasonable gains and reliable income, making you confident of your retirement income planning. Arif Halaby has your answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.